Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Happy Labor Day. It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day today. Why do we take uh, the day off? <laughs> I, I, you've worked really hard, so have a day off. Yeah, there's a, yeah I've, I had Saturday and Sunday. I mean, most people, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think on Labor Day, we should change the rules. We should work double in honor of the goodness of labor. You should run for president on that platform. I will. I think you'll get no votes. Me and Ramaswamy. Okay. Well, <laughs> Ramaswamy. Oh, man. Yeah. You've been watching those debates? I, I did. And did. and who are you voting for? Uh, <laughs> did you say Hillary Clinton? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a hurricane of an election. Hurricane Clinton. She came in like a... No. That's different. That's a wrecking ball, not a hurricane. I was thinking hurricane. No, it's not that. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to vote for the person who best represents the biblical principles that I find elucidated in the scriptures and uh, vote according to my convictions. And I would encourage our people to vote the same way. To vote the same way that you do. Well, <laughs> if I'm correct in who it is that best represents our biblical principles and convictions, then and to be clear, yes, you're saying it's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> just kidding. I will uh, not be voting for Hillary Clinton. Why are you stirring the pot, Pastor PJ? What? Let's just get into this. Proverbs the... <laughs> chapter five and six. Hey, in Proverbs five and six, we're going to see a depiction of wisdom. <laughs> just kidding, man. Go ahead. Take the ball. Take the ball. Here's, I'm a pitch it. Ready? Ha. Huh. Proverbs chapter five and six. Hey, Proverbs chapter five, we get uh, right there, right off the bat. There's the heading and it's it's an accurate depiction, the warning against adultery. And we have talked about this previously in Proverbs that there's the adulteress who's personified. She is the other woman in the text, um, pun intended, I guess, uh, as wisdom is personified as a woman. So often here's the adulteress and the adulteress is uh, described by Solomon as the forbidden woman and the the seduction, the tripping of honey, her speech is smoother than, than oil. But in the end we pull it back and, and she is sharp and bitter and her feet go down to death. Verse five and her steps follow the path to Sheol. And so what is his conclusion well verse eight keep your way far from her don't go near to the door of her house and that's so important i think as as parents for us to teach our, our our children is this is not something to flirt with right it's it's the age-old youth youth group question pastor Rod, i'm sure you got it in student ministry hey how far can i go with my girlfriend or boyfriend did you get that question not in those words but it's but implied yeah yeah they're looking for that and the age old response is, well, you shouldn't be asking how close to the line can I get, but how far yeah. from the line can Why I stay? Are you even friends? Don't even talk to her. Right. Just reject her. Just flee from her house. Arranged marriage. <laughs> That's kind of what I landed on. Yeah. But it's, it's, we need to be wise. And I think we've, we've mentioned this before, but parents don't be afraid to be unpopular with your kids in order to help them fight the battle against sexual temptation because it's there in our world. It's a, it's a playground for the enemy out there in this regard. Um, and this is something we need to do because we need to love our kids well enough to be disliked by them because we're not giving them the freedoms that they wish they had. Um, and so there's there's great ways to be able to do that by locking down a phone, by setting perimeters in place, by setting VPNs up, by setting, or what's the, uh, the, the word I'm looking for? 
protections. Yeah, that, that monitors your network DNS. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, yeah, that's more of like a, a filter, a direct filter. But it, there's there's options. What there's you're options. Getting at. Yeah. Help me understand the irony here. I mean, if it's either Solomon wrote these or he compiled them. Um, and our other people heard him talking about this. Yep. Was this before or after the thousand women that he, <laughs> that he sired? Yeah. Well, I think we see this a little bit in, in Ecclesiastes and we'll get to Ecclesiastes as well. And, and we'll read a, a Solomon's life in Ecclesiastes. And, and it, I think it gives us a, a better glimpse into the person where you read the account in Kings and, and you kind of walk away going, okay, um, yeah, there was Solomon. He built a temple and yeah, he had a lot of wives and that wasn't good. But you know, I mean, Solomon, he, he asked for wisdom. That's a good thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but Solomon didn't... Wives and concubines. Yeah, I mean, he didn't employ his wisdom wisely. He stockpiled women. He stockpiled horses, which was also prohibited by the, the scriptures. And and so I think this is Solomon looking back at his life and writing some of his memoirs to his children to say, learn from the lessons that I didn't learn from early on. Learn from my mistakes and beware of these things because here's what I've experienced. Right. Um, he gives the... the uh, to those that would, would set this aside and say, yeah, I'm going to reject that in verses 11 through through 13, that just the dangerous warning of it. Look at the end of the life. If you in, ignore these things, when your flesh and your body are consumed, you're going to say, man, how I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I didn't listen or incline my ear to instructors. And the implication in there is going to be, it's too late now. And, uh, and that's a, a grave danger with these things. Instead, we look at verses 15 and following, and this is similar to what we talked about in first Corinthians chapter seven, rejoice in your spouse, in the wife for the husbands out there in your husband for the women out there, because God has given you that person as your companion to satisfy these desires that the world wants to pull and pervert and twist in different ways. Mm. I also noticed the repetition too. I mean, it's not too long ago where we saw some of this already stated. It feels yeah. like Solomon's coming coming in hot with more of the same. Why yeah. do you think that is? I, I think because it's such a prevalent issue. I think there's, there's, and we know that as parents, right? How many times have you gone over the same thing with your kids and you've reminded them of the same things and you've, you've gone over the same warnings with them and the same rules and regulations with them because you want to drive it home. You want to make sure that they get it because this is important. Yeah. Verse 21 is uh, one of the ultimate motivations there, and that is because a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. We live quorum Deo, before the face of God, and we need to be careful that we are mindful of that and that our ways are before him. Allah Psalm 139, there is no darkness with him. Darkness is as light with him. Chapter five, chapter six, then um, gets into more practical warnings as the ESV calls them there and, and yet more warnings against adultery. And then guess what? Chapter seven is going to be about more warnings against adultery. Seems like he really thinks we ought to be on guard against. Seems like it's, it's a, a big deal. But in chapter six, some practical things, he talks about being careful about entering into financial agreements in the opening five verses there and making sure that we don't make foolish financial agreements to take up, uh, to vouch for somebody. And we end up in a contract or in an agreement where we're in a bad, bad situation because somebody's acting foolishly. And now we're on the hook for that. He says, get out of that as quickly as you can. So don't co-sign on a loan. I mean, it's a day's vernacular. Right. Right. So you, would you suggest then that wisdom, wisdom would be not to co-sign on a loan, even if it were your son or your daughter, close family member, perhaps? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's that's what the implication here is, and I think that's probably true because we have to remember, and, and you might think, yeah, but it's my kid. And I, I, I get that. I understand that. And your brother, that's, your sister. Your, your brother, your sister, your mom or your dad or whatever. Dog's uncle, whatever. But this is not ultimately our money that we're dealing with, but God's money that we're dealing with. And so you might love your kid and say, well, I, 
you know, if, if I take a loss on this for the good of my kid, I'm okay with that. Okay. But is God okay with that? And that's the, the bigger question that we, we need to entertain and ask ourselves. Verses six, then through 11, address the sluggard um, and encourages the sluggard, urges the sluggard to consider the ant who works hard and prepares so that when the hard times come, the, the ant is, is prepared, is ready for this. And I think this goes beyond uh, material and financial preservation. When we read in verse 10 and 11, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. I think there's room to see not only spe- or physical poverty here, but also spiritual poverty. I think if we neglect the things of the Lord and we are not like the ant when it comes to pursuing our relationship with Christ, then we can end up in a situation where that spiritual poverty comes upon us like a robber and want like an armed man as well. Did you get some ants this summer? I did. Have they have they lived up to their reputation in the scriptures? No, ours ours were pretty dumb. We put some. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess so because they got the food from the poison and they took it back and they all died. They, that's great. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yep. But man, my ants were relentless. They were like, I mean, they they don't even drown. Like we try to drown them, and they're like, I'm swimming, bro. <laughs> These ants were. Rel- I just I could not help but think of the scripture, and I'm like, man, the ants. They they are yeah. diligent. They will not die. Yeah. Yeah, and they can carry like six times their body weight or something like that. I think it's much more than that. That's ridiculous. It's like a hundred thousand times their body weight. Hundred billion thousand millions. They one picked me up the other day. It was like I was riding a skateboard. It's awesome. That's they're strong true. though, man. They are they're pretty buff. Yeah. Speaking of lying, that's something God hates. And that's what we find out in chapter six as well. Six things the Lord hates. Seven, in fact, that they're are an abomination to him. Prideful eyes, which is haughty, prideful, arrogant, a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans and feet that run and make haste to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. These are things we want to make sure we don't have anywhere near our lives at all. It's funny that, that these are, these are listed here because sowing discord, I think is the one that the, the last one's the, the punchy one, right? It's the one that maybe hits you and it's not entirely expected continually sowing discord. Really? That's something that God hates of all the things. I mean, he didn't put out their murder necessarily or other things that come along with that, but sowing discord is repeated in the next paragraph. You'll see it at verse 19, a false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among his brothers. How appropriate since we're also studying first Corinthians where mm. discord disunity is center stage as Paul tries to rebuke them for this. This is as old as the old Testament. Yep. Well, before we get to, First Corinthians 14, we are still uh, in chapter six and in, in hitting uh, adultery again. <laughs> and uh, just wanted to point out verse 23 and 24. There's, there's not a, a lot of new information here, similar themes, but uh, notice in verses 23 and 24, again, the word is that shield for us. The commandment is the lamp and the teaching and the reproofs of discipline, the way of life to protect protect you or preserve you from the evil woman and from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. And the warning then in, towards the end of the chapter, look, if, if you're engaged in this, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned or walk on coals and his feet not be scorched? In other words, there the consequences will come. None who touches her will go unpunished. He who commits adultery, the conclusion is he lacks sense. He's stupid. He does. He who does it destroys himself. It's so interesting because that whole concept of carrying fire next to your chest, I don't think many people do that. But back when we were in California, man, it was like if I looked at a bonfire, I smelled like smoke for six weeks after that. Yeah. It's one of those things because that smell just sticks to you. Yep. And in the same way, uh, adultery, uh, giving yourself over to such a foolish relationship is a shame that sticks to you for a long time. If, if maybe even it ever leaves you. I, I wonder in today's day and age if there's an effective way for anyone to do this without 
without it bleeding into following you for the rest of your life. Yeah. The internet makes things permanent in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just ingrained and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, let's jump to first Corinthians chapter 14. And again, as, as Pastor Rod said, the, the point in 13, 14, 12, it's, it's about unity in the church and preserving the unity of the church and battling against discord in the church. And Paul's writing to the Corinthians where this issue of spiritual gifts had just gotten out of hand. And so he's having to correct that and clean up a lot of misunderstandings about gifts. And so when he gets to chapter 14, he is going to highlight really a couple of specific gifts. Number one is, is prophecy. Number two is, is speaking in tongues. And he's going to say, look, prophecy is, is what needs to be pursued because it's good for the whole church. And the thing that he's going to acknowledge here and talk about here is though tongues are there and tongues are present. And Paul's going to say, look, I, I myself, I, I speak in tongues. I'm grateful that I speak in tongues. And he's going to talk about um, in verses nine and following that there's languages that, that need to be interpreted. And he's going to go on and say, you know, when you, you speak in tongues, make sure someone's there to, to interpret for you in the, for, for unbelievers, not for the believer, because it's a, a way again, to get the gospel out as far and wide as we possibly can. When there's the interpretation present, that's all there. But his whole point is this, it's, we need to be focused on what's good for the church at large and not what's just good for the individual. And no matter what our context is and wherever you land on this position, if it becomes about the gift itself and a sense of superiority or or pride or anything else attached to, well, I have this gift or I believe that this is the way or that's the way, then we're, we're out of keeping with what his goal is in, in chapter 14 here. His goal is to secure the unity of the church. And we've talked about it. There's differing opinions on these issues. These are tier two issues when it comes to the end of the day, whether or not tongues are in continuation or we should expect these things within the body of the church. Our belief, our conviction is we believe they've ceased. And yet, just humbly speaking, it's it's a it's a hard issue. If this were easy, if this were clear, then there wouldn't be division over this mm. within the, the church today. If this were something that could be solved in a podcast, then there wouldn't be countless books and different takes and systematic theologies and commentaries on what these verses mean. Mm-hmm. And so I think with that in mind, we need to, to treat it with the humility that is necessary and appropriate. Our conviction and belief is that the the tongues were for a specific dispensation in the church age that has come to an end and we're in a different dispensation now. So if, what about your brother or your friend or maybe you who have had a background in this and you say, well, then am I in sin or am I wrong in this? We have, we have different convictions on this, but I'm not going to divide fellowship with you over it at the end of the day. So important too that we see verse twelve. The 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 point of all the gifts were to to build up the church. Right. Paul gives us an exhortation. Then he says, "You're eager for manifestations of the Spirit. You want to see a manifestation of the Spirit. Strive to excel. Be really, really good. Be excellent at." building up the church, not speaking the tongue, not prophesying. The goal of every Christian should be to build up the church. And just notice how others oriented that is. That's that, that has little to do with you, except for the fact that Paul's marching order for you is, Hey, when you get to church, don't make it about you. Don't try to bring attention to yourself. How can I get there and serve my brothers and sisters? How can I provoke them to be more conformed to the image of Christ? And that really is the point of the spiritual gift. Every gift that God gives us is meant to be an edifying uh, an edifying component to how the church continues to build herself up in uh, in truth and in love. So whatever your take on the gifts are, the important
important point here is that we want to build up the church. So, he, so here's a, just a quick take for you all. Um, I know some of us might disagree about these things, and, and that's okay if we disagree. But, but at least at our church, at Compass Bible Church, because we are committed cessationists and that we are convicted about this doctrinally, it would be unhelpful. It would not be building up the church to introduce, uh, to start prophesying or to start praying in, in a tongue in the middle of one of the services or to offer some kind of prophetic insight. It would be really difficult for the church in that it's not something that we can affirm and say, yes, this is from the Lord. So remember, the goal is to build up the church. If you keep that in mind, I think we'll be okay. Yep. Yeah, that's super helpful, super encouraging. So I know you probably came to this podcast expecting the answer that was going to let you tie the bow on this and feel like, well, there it is. I don't know, man. They, they've heard us now for a little bit. <laughs> So maybe you weren't expecting that. <laughs> they weren't. Maybe you were like, yeah, this is par for the course. That's what I expected. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. I've yep. heard other things so far. <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys and we are grateful for you. And we will be back tomorrow with you for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. See y'all tomorrow. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast.